This episode is sponsored by the Hohoba Company. I firmly believe that massage therapists should only be using the highest quality products because our clients deserve it and our own bodies deserve it. I've been using Hohoba for years. Here's why Hohoba is non allergenic. I can use it on any client and every client without fear of an allergic reaction. Jojoba is non-comedogenic, which means it won't clog pores. So if you have a client that's prone to acne or breakouts, Jojoba is a great choice for them. It also won't go rancid. It doesn't contain triglycerides like many products, so it won't go bad. This makes Jojoba a great carrier for essential oils too. And finally, Jojoba won't stain your 100% cotton sheets, so your linens will look better for longer. And since Jojoba won't go rancid, They'll always smell fresh and clean. For more information and to get some jojoba, go to massagebusinessblueprint.com slash jojoba. That's massagebusinessblueprint.com slash J-O-J-O-B-A. Hey, everyone. Welcome to the Massage Business Blueprint Podcast, where we discuss the business side of massage therapy. I'm Michael Reynolds. And I'm Alyssa Haynes. And we are your hosts. I like the little uh, descending uh, notes there. You had Thank you. Thank you. I was reading a thing the other day on um, uh, vocal fry and also like the uplift at the end of a sentence and like how we judge people based on how they sound when they talk. And um, I've been playing with doing like the uplift at the end of my sentence so that everything sounds like a question. And I've been messing around <laughs> a little bit with some vocal fry. And I always feel like Drew Barrymore. Um, when what is vocal I fry? Vocal fry is when uh, it's, uh, it's uh, blech. That was really, I couldn't get words oh, out for a second because I was Got thinking it. so hard. Um, <laughs> so it's when at, typically at the end of a sentence, you notice that the voice gets kind of crackly. Um, and I'm trying on purpose to do it right now. So it's a little bit exaggerated. Um, oh, okay. Yes. It's called vocal fry. And um, it's, it's a thing because apparently people who are a little bit younger than us um, tend to do an uplift at the end of a sentence or they often tend toward, towards a vocal fry and especially women. So women, and, and it's like one of the like a million reasons like we judge people on how we hear them. One of the, the many reasons of why uh, people don't take women's voices as seriously as men because we have these different vocal intonations. But the funny part about it is that like Ira Glass, the host of um, uh, This American Life, totally has like wicked vocal fry. And um, so it's, it, and he does a whole thing about it. Anywho, that was my sing-songy intro and why that was happening okay. with that. We didn't need that and we should probably edit this out, Michael. Uh, we probably won't. So it might, hey, it might be useful to some people because I was enlightened. I had no idea there was a term called vocal fry for that thing. Yes. And, uh, yeah. So that's, I, I didn't notice though. So what you were doing was, was actually noticeable. I, I, I was uh, able to kind of hear that. So anyway. Now we know. Now we know. We're glad you've joined us. If you're still around, uh, still listening, <laughs> we're glad you've joined us for this episode today. So our topic today is not vocal fry or inflection. It's not, but it it's is equally exhausting. Else. It's equally exhausting. It's actually something else. So our topic today is how do I take care of myself when the world is falling apart? Yeah. And that's oh like my, a, I'm just going to leave that right there for you to take over. <laughs> I know it's a, in my original title was self-care in a time of chaos, but I am so done with the self-care buzzword. It's become like a real mainstream buzzword now and I'm done with it. And, um, 
also, you know, we try to make our podcast titles the form of a question and like answer a question in a real useful, actionable way. We do. So, oh, yeah, I guess we do. Yes, we do. I was. I've actually been going through our two-year archive of podcasts. I was looking for an answer to someone's question that I knew we had answered previously, and I was like, "Oh yeah, we used to always do it in a form of a question, like Jeopardy." <laughs> so, Alex, let me get to what we're talking about. We are talking about the current state of our world and if you're in the United States specifically our country although it is not uh, exclusive to us in the United States we are tired uh, people people who read the news people who didn't used to but do now uh, people who have always read the news but are now more consumed with it are breaking down we are wearing down there are a lot of newsworthy and scary and infuriating and relieving sometimes things happening that our current events are a roller coaster of emotions that I think we can see it in our clients. People are coming in just a little more exhausted or stressed out and I'm seeing it in my clients. I've spoken to a few other massage therapists and also to some mental health professionals. Depression is skyrocketing. People visiting their GPs and uh, seeking mental health care because of depression and anxiety skyrocketing in the last nine months. And we are breaking down. And as caregivers, one, we are, we are bearing witness to this in the people that we love and the clients that we see. And we are also dealing with our own breaking down and anxiety and similar things. I, I will tell you right out for myself, every time there is some big legislative move about healthcare, it causes me, and I'm a lucky person with minimal pre-existing conditions and in a state that has had a healthcare exchange for quite some time, more than the rest of the country, I am, I am panicked at the notion of losing my access to affordable health care. So that hits the news cycle and it is an immediate adrenaline response multiple times over multiple days and and then exhaustion and or you know, so far relief when such efforts to take away my affordable access to affordable health care are um, uh, when they, those efforts fail. So and this is just one thing it it, it really doesn't even matter what your ideological theory is or what your ideological standing is, uh, we are all feeling it in a variety of ways. So that's happening. And as caregivers, we are also breaking down, but we do not often have the luxury of losing our crap. Um, and not that anyone does have the luxury of losing their crap, but especially us. Um, it's, it's hard to take care of ourselves, take care of our loved ones, and then go into work and take care of people when those people are in the same and or worse situations than we are in. So there's that. So that's the explanation. This is why we're covering this topic because I've been getting a lot of questions from people, from, from our listeners about struggling with uh, being, having it be a struggle to get into work in the morning, knowing that you have to expend a certain amount of emotional energy that you maybe don't have. You don't have those reserves. So, taking a sip of my tea here as oh and you know what this is why I'm a little slow this morning we're recording in the morning and I have actually not had coffee yet 
We are. Uh, I'm four hours my into my day. I think it's your least favorite time, isn't it? I, I don't mind, but I, I don't have coffee in my home. And I wasn't able to get out before this to get coffee. I am just out of coffee. So, um, and that is like definitely a symptom of my own stress when I, I mess up my grocery shopping and don't get the things I need. So, Anywho, let's go. So how to handle this. And I researched this quite a bit over the last week and had to keep updating it because I was making like references to current events. And then I was like, I just got to stop because the references to current events change every day because it gets worse and worse and better and worse and worse. So I looked at uh, guides for mental health counselors, how, how they get through tough times how they recommend their clients do. I looked at a variety of resources for a variety of different types of caregivers and also some, uh, some Buddhist philosophy of self-care and a bunch of stuff. So I'm going to, I threw, I took the tips that I think are most pertinent to us and I will also list in the resources if you go to massagebusinessblueprint.com slash podcast and you go to this podcast episode, which is episode uh, 117, there will be resources there. So back to my notes, here we go. Stay out of other people's business. So it's really, really easy to get wrapped up in situations and emotions of the people we care about. And of course, we want to be the friend who can listen when someone we love needs to vent. But there's a fine line between listening and commiserating or taking on their rage or disappointment. So do your best to keep a certain amount of emotional boundary there. If you have a friend that needs to vent, you can still be a friend. But maybe set a time limit. Know how long you're going to be able to talk to this person. And start a conversation. If someone calls you and starts to um, vent about their difficult divorce proceeding, it's okay to preemptively say, I really want to talk to you. I, I need you to know I only have about 20 minutes to do that right now. And then let them vent at you and then say, oh, I'm so sorry that this is happening to you. All right, like I said, I've got to go. But I hope it helped you to be able to get this all out. And I'll talk to you soon. But don't take on their rage or disappointment. You don't need to hang up the phone and then be thinking about how awful their situation is and or how you can help them. Um, it's good to help people, but helping people needs to be within your own boundary. You don't have to give up your only evening alone to go over and knock down a bottle of wine while she bitches about her ex-husband. You don't need to, oops, sorry, put the explicit in there, Michael. Um, I'm on it. My bad. We'll, we'll put well, the just, in there to warn people. It's cool. That just frees me up for the rest of the uh, episode now. <laughs> sorry. So be really mindful of how much energy you are expending on other people's venting. And if you have a drama queen friend, now might be the best time to back away from that. It's okay to be a little less available for sounding board duties and take care of yourself first. And it's okay to say that too. It's, it's okay if you skip a phone call, if you miss a phone call on purpose, if you don't answer, to send a text that says, I'm sorry, I can't talk right now. I hope you're doing okay, XOXO. And, and similarly, you want to avoid and limit interactions with like inherently negative people. You know, I was just talking about people who you do care about. If there are super negative people where you don't want to be their sounding board, it's okay to avoid them. 
you know, you might not be able to totally skip a family holiday, but you can decide that you're going to go late and leave early and limit your time there. You can, you can say going in, I'm going to ignore any barbs that come at me. I'm just going to ignore it. I'm going to smile and say, hmm, all right, sorry you feel that way, and just ignore it. And if you can't do that, fake a headache and don't go. This is, this sounds brutal. Like I sound like I'm advising people to be terrible friends, but you have to be ruthless in prioritizing yourself sometimes. It is not indulgent or luxurious to do so. You have to put your own oxygen mask on first so that you can help other people. You are a human being. You don't have to be everybody else's rock and you can put yourself first. All right, enough said on that. Stay out of other people's business. And and that kind of goes as a proactive thing to like, you don't need to ask questions about how someone's messy divorce is going. You know, you don't need to. You can find another way to express some source of comfort to them without asking the details of a messy and contentious situation. And I'm just using that as an example, but you get it. You can translate that to other situations yourself. All right. My next suggestion is that you embrace single tasking. This is not only good for productivity. It's really, really good for your mental health. For example, if you're sitting down to work on your uh, massage business finances, you don't need to have a screen open with Facebook. You don't need to check Twitter. You might even, you don't need to listen to that current events podcast or even that other podcast that has nothing to do with current events. Single task. Get yourself used to doing one thing at a time again, which is a thing that we actually almost all used to do before we had all of these different types of uh, interruptions. Get rid of the, if you find yourself being overwhelmed with the intake of information and overconsumption, shut everything down. And I have been working on this, these resources and this idea list for several days, almost a week. And then today I got my weekly email from Rob Hatch from the Owner Media Group, and it was all about this. And it was all about overconsumption of news and information and how that is affecting him. It's affecting his concentration. It's affecting his happiness. His, and it's not just that uh, he wants to stay somewhat informed and watch the news. It's that he tends to like reading opinion pieces on certain topics and to, to learn about other points of view. These are wonderful goals. It is noble to want to see something that's happening in the news and fully understand all the sides of it. This is good. This is lacking in our world right now, and I would suggest it's why we are in the situations that we are in. However, if it's compromising your mental health, you need to limit it. If it's making you exhausted, if it's making you super anxious, you've got to cut down the overconsumption. So choose one to two conduits that you're gonna get your news from, your sources. Stick with them and avoid the fray. Don't read the comments. Avoid the umpteen opinion pieces on every particular topic. Log out of all of your social media accounts on your browser so you can't easily access them, so you have to mindfully type in a password in order to get to them. Take all the apps off of your mobile device and only use your computer to access uh, your online social media. And don't let that social media be your boredom go-to. It's it. It is by default that we open up the Facebook browser tab. And while there can be some really wonderful benefits of that and connecting with other people, maybe text those people instead. 
maybe send them a private message instead of your new stream. And we have a blog post about how to run your business and stay sane on Facebook at the same time. And I will put that in the resource links below. It's got a couple of good tips on how to, and some tools to help you do this. And I say all these things recognizing that being able to take a break or being able to limit the amount of news that you watch is a privilege. It means that you're probably not hanging out in 90 degree heat in uh, Puerto Rico without drinking water. It means that you probably don't have to worry about your kid getting shot by law enforcement when he gets pulled over for a busted taillight. It, being able to avoid the news is a privilege, meaning that you, you probably don't have to stay on top of any particular legislation that's going to strip your civil rights away. I say this knowing that this is a privilege and also knowing that taking a break to recharge yourself, short break, even if it's just that you decide, you know, you're going to do an hour a day of reading a book instead of being online, those short breaks will recharge you so you can be a better ally and a better warrior on the things that you decide to act and interact on. And I, I listened to a really great podcast called uh, Still Processing. It's put out, I think, by the New York Times, and it is uh, two tech and humanity kind of reporters, and Jenna Wertheimer and Wesley something or other, I cannot remember his last name, but again, put it, I'll put it in the resources. And they did a really beautiful podcast on self-care and really made note about how you have to take care of yourself in order to be a warrior in any of these causes. And I certainly am not comparing any of us to, you know, Martin Luther King Jr., but that man took some downtime too. And you have to do that in order to, to be able to be active and make a difference on the things that you choose uh, to interact with. I recognize it's a privilege. I'm not saying we should all stick our head in the sand. But avoiding the overconsumption, the unnecessary stuff, the, the, the onslaught, avoiding that is only going to be better for your mental health and for your mood and for your ability to go in and serve your clients without wanting to start crying in the middle of a massage. My last bit here, or it's second to last bit, my penultimate point, is to own it. No, it's not appropriate to tell our clients that we're sad and worn out, but it is okay to tell our friends and family. It's okay to own it and let it be a valid excuse to get you out of things you don't want or need to do. Thank you for inviting me to your kid's half birthday party. I won't be able to come. It's my only afternoon off work and I need some time to recharge. I'm having a hard time. And being able to say that right now, you know what? I'm having a really hard time. I, I just need a little bit of time to myself. Or, you know what? I've scheduled that time to take my niece to a park to be outside and not think about anything. And that's okay. And you also don't have to give excuses. No is a complete sentence. I, 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 think it's, I think it's useful often to tell people in appropriate situations, I'm having a hard time. I'm not going to be able to do that. It's also okay to say, oh, I'm sorry that I can't make it and let that be complete. And the last bit, um, Dealing with clients who want to talk about things that you do not want to talk about, and I'm you know, very specifically referring to, to current events and topical political stuff. I'm taking a sip of my tea now because I'm going to get aggressive on this one. Dealing with clients who want to talk. Um, 
if you're comfortable letting them talk, you don't have to respond. And if something calls for a response, you can be really vague and say, yeah, these are weird times. Yep, I found this is really hard on a lot of people. And, or you can not say anything at all. If you don't want clients to talk about it, it's okay to say, yeah, these are weird times. I think you're going to enjoy your massage better if we don't talk about it. I think I'm going to be able to give a better massage if we don't talk about it now. Or straight up, yeah, I found that people are so stressed out. I would prefer to leave these topics outside of my massage room. How's the pressure? And, you know, deflect, distract, and straight up say, I don't think this is something we should talk about. And finally, clients who are purposely antagonistic, clients who know that their views differ with theirs and purposely try to start a conversation in order to be contrary and get you fired up and fire themselves up, people who get off on these kinds of arguments. Don't engage. Say right out, you know what? I don't want to talk to you about this. I don't want to talk about this in my massage room. You're going to get a better massage if we don't talk about this. I have jokingly said, you know what? If you keep doing that, I'm going to decide it's not a good idea for me to have my hands around your neck. Probably not a good idea for me to work on you when you're trying to make me angry. And if they don't stop, fire them. Treat this the same way you would treat somebody harassing you from the table. Take your hands off them, step away, and say, you know what? Your massage is done. I cannot work with you if you are going to purposely antagonize me. Get dressed. Come on out. We're done. And that's it. You do, you do not have to tolerate that. You do not have to tolerate someone coming into your massage room and bullying you. And you know what? You don't have to fight about it either. Just end it. That's okay, too. It's okay to fire a client because they're harassing you, however they're harassing you. And I have a handful of little tidbits, little self-care ideas that I'm so tired of self-care being like, have a cup of tea and get a massage because, yeah, that's self-care, but that doesn't, um, it doesn't always do the trick. But when you schedule any kind of self-care time for yourself, make sure that before it's over, you schedule your next self-care time. Even if it means it's just a morning to yourself or an hour going to get your favorite coffee from the coffee shop that's a little bit further away two weeks from now, make sure that anytime you actually have scheduled personal time, that before it's over, you've scheduled your next personal time so you know what to look forward to and you can look forward to that. All right, Michael, I'm done. Well, we should probably do our halftime sponsor. Oh my God, <laughs> I got so wrapped up. I didn't put it. it in my notes to do it. <laughs> uh, all right, so it's our late time sponsor. Late time sponsor. And this sponsor. is so good. <laughs> this is so good because I actually just refer – I'm writing a blog post about how to um, refuse if someone keeps wanting you to do deeper and deeper pressure. And I totally refer to our sponsor all the time. This episode, this our halftime sponsor today is the Center for Barefoot Massage. Yay! The Center for Barefoot Massage offers Ashiatsu continuing education across the country, and they focus on a unique blend, a very unique blend, very unique is a ridiculous thing to say, of anatomy-driven, game-changing, career-saving Fashi Ashi courses that will empower you to provide massage with your feet. You hang bars from the ceiling, you use your feet to do deep tissue, it's awesome. 
It'll help you to not wear out your fingers and wrists and shoulders. It'll invigorate your career. It'll make you the cool kid in town because, oh my gosh, you're massaging with your feet. And you can visit massagebusinessblueprint.com slash barefoot to learn more. And if you sign up um, at their link, at that link, massagebusinessblueprint.com slash barefoot, you could win a free day of training. So you should totally do that. Totally. Thank you. Totally. <laughs> Glad we were able to get that in. <laughs> My bad. No, no, we're good. We're good. Um, you are right. Exhausting topic, but very necessary for, for many of us. So thank you. Thank and you. again, ruthless. Ruthless in taking care of your own uh, brain. Ruthless. <laughs> well, I've got nothing to add, so I'm just going to wrap it up. So uh, thank you, Alyssa, and thank you for everyone for joining us today. Uh, reminder, you can visit us online at massagebusinessblueprint.com. There's a ton of free stuff there and a ton of uh, premium stuff there as well. If you want to uh, pony up nine bucks a month, you get a ton of value for that. Uh, there's more details there, but our, our secret Facebook group, for premium members only is probably our favorite benefit. And if you have topics or questions for us, uh, send it to us at podcast at massagebusinessblueprint.com and we will bring it up in a future episode. So thank you so much for joining us. We will see you next time.